Welcome back, all you metal listeners. This is another episode of Into the Combine. I am your host, Stan the Man. Jason. Shoddy. And uh, we got a special holiday episode for you guys, but I think right now we're going to break it down real quick. Venom Prison, the song Desecration of Human Privilege. More to come on that in a few minutes. Venom Prison. Venom Prison, yeah. Pretty good shit. Venom Prison. (laughs) Yes, sir. Break it down, Stan. Ah, we got got the first ever, actually, I think it is, yeah, first ever Halloween episode. A lot of Halloween-influenced music and topics. Uh, We're going to be going through just kind of what we've been listening to as normal, and then... uh, we got two reviews. We got Serpentine Dominion, mm-hmm. and we got yeah. I forget what the CD's called, but um, Sleep of the Reason? Violent Sleep of Reason. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And then we're gonna go through our f- top five Halloween songs or tour any kind of Halloween influenced songs. Yeah, songs you can play in October to pump you up for Halloween. Yeah, and uh, you know we didn't do Halloween last year, even though we started. We were going last year. I should say our our anniversary is coming up. It's actually passed. It was September 20-something. Oh, I don't you know remember. when we did the first episode? Yeah, it was September 24th, I want to say. Well, we released our first episode on the 29th. Yeah, okay. So I was going by that because I couldn't remember when we first did it. But yeah, it's been, a, it's been a year, so that's pretty cool. That's crazy. So give us a present. Give us some iTunes reviews or something like that. And that Sounds good to me. It's been a good year, boys. It's been a real good year. It has been a good year. Transitioning, uh, you know, to the whole move and everything. I'm fucking... I'm stoked that we're still here. That's that's true. It's sad, kind of, you know, with you there over there, but yeah. But it, I mean, it's you know, it's we're getting her done, and that's all that matters. Getting her done. It's life, but <laughs> so uh, you know, let's go into what we're listening to then, yeah. guys. Um, you know, I'm actually gonna skip this section this week. I've been like listening to a lot of stuff. Um, I do have one thing to talk about, but I'm gonna let Jason kind of take my uh, time on this one. He's got a lot of stuff to talk about. So well, well, why the fuck does he with... get your time? Well, you guys can share it then. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I see how it is. I just fucking leave, and it's just Jason's time now. He knows now. the quality of my suggestions. are probably pretty uh, high. Fuck off. <laughs> I want to. I want to just let me start because it, mine was the breakdown. Well, no. Let's let's stay, let's get Stan out of the way. Well, let's no, let him mine, go ahead. While it's fresh in the ears, though, mine was the breakdown of the week song. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So I just want to. I want to talk about that real quick while it's still fresh. Okay. So it's Venom Prison. They're from the UK. We got this one as a promo in our email. I I never heard of this band before. It's their debut full length, and it's from uh, Prosthetic, I believe, Prosthetic Records, and uh, it's really, really damn good. I've only listened to it full through twice, but it's short. It's like a twenty-something, thirty-minute kind of album, you know. And Stan, I think you would actually really like this yeah, one. Yeah, I was digging the breakdown. Well, th- here's the thing: they're 
a bunch of the people in the band come from a hardcore background. Mm -hmm. So that's where those breakdowns come from. And then, but they got sick of kind of just doing the hardcore thing. So then they went to death metal. Mm -hmm. So if you're a fan of anything with a hardcore element, or if you're a fan of a band, bands like Suffocation, where it's death metal first, but it's not deathcore mm -hmm. in the way most people know deathcore, it's more like suffocation death metal. Okay. And oddly enough, that was a female vocalist too. Really? Which wow. I did not realize. Shut up. Yeah, Do there's they been have so many this year. As well, or is it straight female? Just the female. She's amazing. Damn. Dude, this year has been like, I've been blown away oh, by I female know, vocals. man. I fucking agree. It's like every other CD I'm seeing come out has at least a, a female singer mm -hmm. or she's doing the whole fucking show. Mm -hmm. Remember Props to them. We did, we did Abnormality that had a badass female one, Agoraphobic Nosebleed, that EP, this one, and there was like two or three other ones that have come out too with just really good female vocalists. And this one, you would not know it if you didn't read it. Mm -hmm. But um, one other interesting thing about it, you should look up the cover of this one. It's like a, it almost looks like um, like one of the uh, Renaissance painters kind of a painting where it's like real fancy but yet it's supposed to be like a rapist and he's being force fed his own like genitalia <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so it's like supposed to be like the opposite of your normal like cannibal corpsey kind of like violence against women kind of thing you know what i mean like where usually the females like the on the cover being whatever you know what i mean yeah mutilated yeah or exactly exactly and um and she's just kind of throwing the opposite out there. You know what I mean? Having a rapist just be <laughs> forced by their own balls. <laughs> it's a sweet cover, dude. It's really cool. It doesn't show a lot, but you can just tell. And it's a couple mm. of themes on the album that go kind of with that and all over the place. But just really, I, I can't say enough about it. I think it's super good. Well, I'm actually going to I'm gonna interject. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, now that you mentioned it, uh, one band, I, I wasn't going to say anything because I wanted to get a little bit more into them lately or in the, in the coming weeks. But uh, I've been listening to a lot of Arch Enemy, actually. Really? Yeah. Well, there you newer go. Newer stuff. Yeah, woman. Yeah. What uh, album were you, were you trying out? Uh, I kind of went through the start, and I like the stuff. I really like the stuff, the old stuff with the Johan. Yeah, uh, that's where I usually but stop at. I actually um, kind of like the, you, you got a more, more commercial sound, but that guitarist that was from Carcass is just oh, fucking yeah. awesome. Oh, hell yeah. But more to come on that later on. <laughs> Shoddy. <laughs> Jay, I sent you these guys. They were the, that Czech death metal, like slash old school death metal band, Satanic Corpse. Yeah, was yeah the CD, that was cool. And you know, brutally deceased is the band name. And I don't like it's. They're so weird, but I love them. It's like refreshing yet old school at the same time. And they're just fucking. I mean, honestly, like their name is. They're just brutal. Yeah, brutal um, death metal done good, though. Yeah, I mean, what did you think about it? I mean, did you think that it was anything... Like, I don't know. See, I'm having a hard time explaining them because they do that, like, throwback so well, but yet it sounds like it's not... You get what I'm saying? Well, let's let's play a little, little clip of that song because I listened to, like, two songs, so I kind of want to hear it again. Okay. What was the name of it again? Brutally Deceased, Satanic Corpse. Oh, I just looked up Satanic Corpse, and it's not what that was. It's a crazy-looking album. Yeah, you got to be careful. <laughs> That's a crazy-looking album. You got to be careful. Brutally Deceased, okay. Let me play yeah, that the Art of Dying is the first track okay. on the album. Let's play that one.
Sounds like Vader. Like That's who? My first, Vader. That was my first thoughts on oh, that. Oh, yeah, I could see that. The singer sounded... Where would you say they're from? Uh, Like... The Czech Republic. Or okay, so like kind of by Poland, like yeah, they had like that feel. Oh, Stan, you're yeah. on it, man. You're on your uh, game. You are on it. I never. I mean, I haven't listened to Vader in a fucking solid minute, so I didn't yeah. even. I was actually I honestly, really good shit though. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I was really surprised by it. And there's variety on that album. It's that's not that's the shitty thing. It's like listening to one song isn't really the yeah. best because I was like, you know, the first song I was kind of like, eh. And then you start getting more and more, and they open up a little bit. So I don't, it's a good listen. I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, man, that's a good one. I checked them out a little more. I like the, I like the guitar tone. Good production. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. A little bit of Swedish feel to it in the guitar. Okay, um, I've got a. I've got the thing is we. It's been a. It's been a little bit since we recorded, and there's been a bunch of big name releases, and then there's also a lot of these small ones that I kind of want to put some light on, you know. But I'm just gonna hit a couple of the big ones first. First being the Dillinger Escape Plan new album, Dissociation. Have you guys heard anything else from that or just the singles so far? Just the singles. Uh, just the singles, yeah. Yeah, so as everybody knows, it's their last album uh, supposedly to come out. And um, it's fantastic. I mean, if you're a fan of them at all, you know, it's not a radical departure or anything like that. But it's kind of just them kind of doing what they do best. Like maybe, maybe their best one yet. I'm not sure. Cause I like, I've got a soft spot in my heart for a couple of their older albums, but it's a little more experimental. I mean, it's got full out jazz sections where it'll break down into a literally like a jazz straight jazz. And then it'll go back into their chaotic math core kind of stuff. And then, um, I think the highlight of it for me is Greg's vocals. Like the, I mean, he sounds in this album basically like he's, on crack or just insane. I mean, he doesn't hold back at all. He goes all over the place. It's one of the best vocal performances I've heard probably, I don't know, in, in a long time. I mean, just really, really, really good. So if you haven't checked it out yet, I, I would recommend it. And um, I'm going to play a clip of this one. There better be jazz in it, motherfucker. <laughs> um, do you want me to do the jazz one? Yeah. Okay, I'll do the jazz. If you want the jazz one, I'll do the jazz one. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm 
it, I mean, that's true jazz, man. Interesting. Yeah, no, that's legit ass shit, man. What, I knew Johnny what, would what, like love what that. What track was that? That one's called Low Fields Boulevard. But okay. I mean, it, this album it goes all over the place, man. It goes from that, and then it goes back into just you know the chaotic normal stuff. There's like an uh, electro electronic instrumental track. I mean, they finished with like a they actually finished with a with like more of like a ballady kind of song where it's all cleans from Greg, and it's more and there's nothing you know it's not a metal track to finish it off. I mean, it's just mm. it's there's so much on it, Shotty. You probably I, th- I feel like you have to like some of this. Yeah, I mean, honestly, man, it's on the list, and I, I'm just waiting to get to it, unfortunately. It's just a little bit down further than it probably should be right yeah. now, but I really do want to, because I've been hearing a lot of good things. Yeah, I mean... And I really I, liked what I just did here. It takes a few listens. Track. It takes a few listens, like all their albums, because there's so much going on, but mm-hmm. uh, Ben Wyman, I mean, the stuff he's doing on guitar, it's just... He's, they're still ahead of their game. I mean, they, there's no one else really like them, and it sucks that they're breaking up, but it's kind of cool that they're going out basically i feel like on the top top of their game you know what i'm saying yeah, so it's a t- cool way to go out. about it i mean i feel like the breakup is more you know uh just a, l- a little bit of a hiatus and a definite you know departure from touring as much as they had in the past i, still I don't know don't if this know is going to be the, this definitely will not be the last cd of new content we we receive from dillinger just based on some of the shit i've you know i read when we obviously you know we talked about this when they announced the fact that this would indeed be the last cd Mm-hmm. I just don't buy it. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying, if I was a betting man, I would put <laughs> money on the fact that we're gonna get another album. I it just, might be in ten years, but we're still. I still think we'll get another Dillinger. I almost think These they're the kind of band that. So. I almost think they're the kind of band that wouldn't though. Yeah, and I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know more. You know. You know. Who knows? You know them more than I do. Who knows? What else? What else do you have, uh, Shoddy? Also, oh, I know that you have been listening to the CD as well. That new Insomnium, Winter's Gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That CD is so fucking good, dude. It's melodic death metal, you know, prog death metal. Where mm-hmm. are they from? Finland. They're not. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. That's it's good shit. I mean, I really let's, well, let's see. Talk to, I mean, let's, let's talk to the melodic death metal expert here. Stan, where are you at with Insomnium in your life? I've listened to their older stuff. I didn't even know they had a new CD. I kind of want to check it out now, though. Not my favorite, but yeah. I definitely like them. I mean, well, the new album. I mean, I, I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, if you do like melodic death metal, then I feel like there's no way you can't like Winter's Gate. I mean, it's yeah, same it here. takes you on that journey. It's fuck. I mean. It's when you know it's one of those CDs that it, it's so it's Winner's Gate Part One through Seven. There's seven tracks, and there's really no you it's know one song. distinction. Yeah, like the song names are all just Part One through yeah, Seven. Yeah, it's, it's like forty five so minutes, kind, and it's and they wrote it as one song. Concept, oh, they did write it as one song. Yeah, yeah. Album. I was gonna say it feels weird when you know you listen to it because it it starts and it stops as if it, yeah it should be one track. So like just listening to Part Three is just weird. Yeah, yeah, it's one that you definitely want to listen to like full through. I think. Mm-hmm. It, it's until you know it, I guess. That's mm-hmm. that's what I guess I'm trying to get at saying is it's a cohesive piece I, of work, and listening to it, you know, picking out stuff here and there. I'm not familiar with it enough to do that yet, mm-hmm. but I do think that it is a beautiful CD. I love and when bands do that though. It's know, cool that they force you to kind of you know listen to the whole damn CD and not just you know what I mean. I, yeah, I really no, like when I bands do the whole out. I completely song. agree, yeah. and that's why I feel like I'm doing it, you know, a disservice when I just, you know, when it comes on shuffle and there's just mm-hmm. one song because I know that I'm not getting, you know, the whole yeah. picture. 
Yeah, it's really good. I listened, I listened to it one time through when I was going to bed one night, and I planned on just kind of checking it out, and I got through the whole thing, and I think I even started it again, and I fell asleep. <laughs> it was just really, really, like you said, it takes you on a journey, in it, and they do it really, really well. The CD's called Winter's Gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Winter's Gate. And it's like, dude, it's like fucking epic. Like, you feel like it sometimes, you know, it's like battle shit, like getting ready. Like, I know there's mm-hmm. a story, and I'm going to find out what the hell it is because <laughs> it's there. Yeah, yeah, I feel you, man. I would just recommend, honestly, it's a great fucking CD. Maybe I'd love to review it at some point just so we could talk about it a little bit more, but I definitely recommend it. Two fucking horns up, and if I had a third, <laughs> I would give it a third. <laughs> So it's not a listener, or not listening, but uh, I've been really into death metal, if you guys haven't noticed. Um, still going strong with that. But I have a, rec- a recommendation on a book. I just finished it. It's called Choosing Death. I don't know if you guys heard of it. Oh, you finished it? Yes. Got it right here if anyone wants to borrow it. Is it the new version or the old? It's the old. I want to borrow it, Stan. There's... <laughs> I was going to buy it and I was kind of thinking I want the new version. Oh, I don't know how much different it is, but th- dude, this book is seriously like, okay, you know me, I'm not a big reader. It's like an easy read. No, and not at all. it's just like, seriously, honestly, it's so interesting, like all the underground death metal shit. It's not like one of those books you pick up, you're like, you're writing down CDs to listen to. Like, it's just like the story of death metal and I just recommend it to anyone. Oh, I'm going to have yeah. to, I, I've been wanting to read it for a while. It's, Al- it's Albert Muldrian from uh, Decibel. The yes, editor yep. and uh, the main guy over at Decibel. And, oh, man, yeah, I, I can't wait. I mean, I highly recommend this book. I had so much fun reading it. So if you're done with it, I can borrow it, right? Yes, you can. <laughs> Where are you at? I called Swedish Dibs, time? bro. Dibs was over here. <laughs> you moved, dude. You moved. Um, I'll be at the United States Post Office tomorrow. <laughs> you see? Exactly, dude. The post office does our currying for us. Where are you at in the Swedish death metal books? Dude? I'm getting there. Uh, I just start, I just downloaded on my iPad uh, Extremity Retains, I think it's called. Okay. Extremity, yeah, it's uh, another death metal 
metal, but it's like stories from like death metal artists and stuff, and it's pretty interesting so far. Well, speaking of Swedish death metal, all right, go. <laughs> <laughs> this leads into my next band, one of the more newer bands. This one is out on Relapse, Gate Creeper. They're not from Sweden. I, be- I believe they're American, but uh, I could be wrong. But they've got the Swedish guitar toned down. They take a lot of influence from the early Sweden death death metal bands with the groove focus and the buzzsaw guitars. But they also take a lot from they take some from hardcore. They take they just kind of they take some American death metal and throw it in there. It's all over the place. It's a debut album. It's not perfect. It's not a ten out of ten. But if you like that warm tone and that just old school death metal sound, which Stan, I know you said you've been into lately. Oh yeah. And I I don't know. I just that's all I've been wanting to hear. And so this definitely hit me at the right time. Um, so I'm gonna play a little bit from Sterilized. be honest with you guys i forgot my notes today so i was trying to like uh <laughs> copy some notes down and i just like got my attention i just <laughs> shot up and like in the wild that's just awesome isn't that good it's like oh man it's like the sound of dismember mm-hmm. with like the grooves of like obituary with like the <laughs> like a beat of a hardcore drummer like yeah. i don't know it's like weird no you're on point dude i mean that's it is i mean when it, it, they combine they combine a lot of stuff and that's what i like about it because there is a lot of bands out there, obviously, that just do the Swedish death metal old school throwback thing. And I mean, honestly, I like if you throw that guitar tone in there and you get the production right, it's hard not to like mm-hmm. it. But I think they do enough other things that they do make it pretty interesting and cool. A lot of good lead guitar stuff in there, and yeah, just a lot, of, a lot of cool stuff. I mean, like I said, it's not it's not perfect, but it's uh, but it, you know, it's certain points that maybe aren't as good as other points. But it's a solid seven or eight out of ten for sure. And it's definitely worth checking out because I think they're going to be a band to watch. What was the name one more time? Gate Creeper. And we got a couple requests. We've had this before to put show notes. Any band we talk about, throw in the notes. I'm going to try and do that this time. 
That would help me out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't be going back to like old ones and doing it, but Shit. from here out, we'll try and do that yeah. and, you know, throw in what we talk about so you guys don't have to like write it down as we go. Before, I didn't want to spoil the surprise, but we'll just at least throw each name in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Shoddy? Ah, uh, fuck. I don't know if I talked about these guys last time, but I haven't been able to like stop listening to the CD uh, Slayer of Gods by Brimmer. Brimer, I don't know how to fucking pronounce that. There's some, uh, I think they're from Australia. I almost, I'm positive they're from Australia. Okay. Um, it's you know melodic death metal mixed with some progressive elements. They're real like uh, epic. So they use like you know they pull an orchestra. I think they have a, a keyboardist, so he's using you know synth MIDI tones. Um, and they just have this like grandioso feel about them. There's a couple instrumental songs on the CD that like tie in with the theme of the CD, but it's just good music. I just really like it. Any song in particular? Of course, of course. Um, Looks like For Those Who Died might be the single. We can play that. That's a great song. B-R-Y-M-I-R, Are they Slayer from Finland? Gods. I, I thought they were Australian, man. Okay. That's good shit, man, from what I heard. They're, it, it's just, dude, I found myself just fucking air drumming the whole time. The drive <laughs> that they have with, you know, their songs is just, like, uplifting. It reminded me of, like, a, not so much, well, kind of. Like an Insufurium kind of. They had like that power metal-ish. And like... hey, I am fucking really wrong. They are from Finland. You're right. <laughs> oh, Stan. Dude, you can just pick <laughs> yeah. out the styles, though. It's weird. Like, Stan, you're good at that, though. It's like they got the power metal feel over that just sweet-ass right. Scandinavian and, riffing. And, and Stan, they're actually named after the Insufurium song. <laughs> oh, wow. Stan, dude. you. I told you. We saw him the, the melodic death metal expert for a reason. Yeah, I, I, like I, I know. It's... I mean, yeah, they're fucked. I really, really, really like them. They had another uh, full length come out back in 2011 that I haven't even gotten into yet. Breathe fire to the sun. Yeah. If it's anything like Slayer of the Gods, then it has to be great. So good pick, dude. I like that. I'll have to yeah. listen to that more. Yeah, I, please do because it's fucking awesome. 
So I'll wrap things up with the, with this stuff. Um, I'll just talk about two band, two albums here. One we mentioned in the past, which we we never really talked about since it's been out, and that's the last Opeth album, Sorceress. Oh yeah, okay. Have you guys listened through it? I downloaded it. I haven't got to it yet, though. Shadi. Yeah. Yes, I have. Okay. So, what do you think of it? I don't know, man. It was like <laughs> rough. Like, I found myself like listening to it and it being too slow. And turning it off and putting something else on, mm-hmm. and then like coming back to it, I just had to be in the right mood. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. so it was when I was in the mood. It was a good album, but it's just too, it's just too slow for me now. Yeah. Like it's not enough. They don't bring it like they used to. Before they would do the slows, but they would still fucking you know. Oh yeah, right. They they bring it, and it's just. I mean, it's the first Opeth album. I'd say since Watershed that I really tried to listen to, and I don't know, man. Just didn't I just, work out. That's all. I guess that's all I'm gonna say is I don't know yet. Yeah, you I don't know. want. I don't want to feel this way. I just need to listen to it more. But we've been flooded with so much mm-hmm. hard, brutal fucking shit that it's hard <laughs> to slow it down when that shit comes on. And that's the thing with it, because it, honestly, I've listened to this quite a few times. Because when it came out, there wasn't as much out yet that I was wanting to listen to. And, yeah. and and so I listened to it once. I was like, eh, it's okay. So I, immediately I was like, okay, it's better than the last two albums, but it's that's still. What, yeah, and I have heard that. Yeah. I've heard everybody said it's better than the last two. So and that's the reason why I don't want to just throw it right. away. Right. Because I've heard that. Yeah, and that, and that's what I thought. I was like, okay, it's better than the last two, but I'm probably not gonna listen to it. And then I did listen to it again. It stuck in the back of my head. I listened to it, like you said, I was in kind of. I knew. I started thinking when to listen to it. I wasn't like in that. I listened to it at times when I wanted something more mellow and progressive. And I've listened to it now, honestly, probably like six times. And, and it's been because I've wanted to go back to it. So it's like every time I've listened to it, it's went up a notch. Like one night before I went to bed, again, I, I threw it on and I listened to like almost the whole thing. And I really kind of listened to the different parts. And it's, it's way, way better than the last two. It's got catchy parts. It's got more things that you can latch on to, whereas the other ones were kind of just like wanking and just like too much just guitar acrobatics and i mean you know what i mean it was a talented albums but it didn't have much to ca- latch on to where this one it's got a lot of damn catchy parts to it like once you figure it out i mean it's something you can easily go back to it's just not a metal album that's just that's the thing it's not metal so you can't be you can't be looking for that you have to just go into it thinking you know you want something a little different if you do that honestly i i can't recommend it enough i think it's I mean, I'd rather them obviously go back to what they did before. But if they're gonna do this, and if they can, if they can keep up this kind of thing, you know, I'll, I'll still listen to it because I like this. Hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on Shadi. I kind of wrote him off after Watershed, but mm-hmm. it's I downloaded. it. I want to give it a try. I'm gonna try my hardest with it, but that's all I got to say. <laughs> Anyways, and then the, and then the last thing I'm gonna want to mention um, is the is the latest Every Time I Die album called Low Teens. And I, I wasn't sure about this one because I just I really liked the last one with Kurt Ballou production. It was super chaotic and, and, and just different for them. And um, they went with Will Will Putney. Oh, nice. Yeah, from Fit for an Autopsy, and rec- you know he records all kinds of awesome stuff. And um, it's it's different. Hey, Stan, can you, might you actually... can you hear Will's influence on the CD? Yeah, you definitely can. I mean, it's so much okay. different than the last album. The last one was much more of a raw, in-your-face, just like it almost sounded like they recorded it live in one take. Like, it just had a shit ton of energy. Where this one, it's somewhere, if, to me, it falls somewhere in between that and, like, their mid-era stuff, where it was a little more that cock, cocky mix Stuff of, I don't like. Uh, well, didn't you like that stuff? 
Uh, what's your favorite? What's your favorite scene from them? Oh man, probably like Hot Damn. Oh, like well, then old. you might like the last album then. Yeah, because that one was more. It like went more towards the older style. I this mean, is, this is a mix between that like Big Dirty and okay. the new stuff. I'll check it out just because Will Putney did it. Like the, that's for sure. Honestly, I mean, it's 15 songs, and I, I went, I've listened to it twice, and every time it gets to the end, I just I want to like hit next and go back through it. It gets very, very fun. It's just, I don't know. I didn't think I wanted them to go back to like that kind of sound after the last one because I really liked it. And um, I don't know. For some reason, it just, it's, it's got me. I think, it's, I think it's really, really good. Okay, so that's, that's, prob- that's probably it for what we listened to, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. So, uh, I say we do Meshuggah first. Sure. So Meshuggah, the violent sleeper reason, is that what it's called? That is, yep, that is it. It uh, is the eighth, you know, album from these fuckers. Um, I'm assuming everybody listening to us knows who Meshuggah is. Yeah, if you you don't, I don't know what's wrong with you. Stop listening to our podcast, I guess. Just go listen to Bleed on repeat and then go listen to some other stuff. Before we jump into this album, what did your guy, what were your guys' is, what's your like background with Meshuggah? When did you start with them and how do you feel about them? Um, I'll start it. Uh, I really liked Obzin. Mm-hmm. Really liked Colossus. Colossus. Colossus, whatever. But um, I didn't... I've listened to their older stuff here and there. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed it, but those are the two albums I know. Yeah. I really can't tell you a lot about the other stuff, but... Stan? I mean, Shoddy? I really got into them when uh, Colossus came out. And then I went back and listened to Obzin and then, you know, everything before. I mean, I don't, honestly, when Colossus came out, it was like fucking, I don't know, dude. The first time I heard I Am Colossus was like fucking changing. Like I finally <laughs> realized what all the shit I was listening to yeah, and like where it came from. Bru- so that's yeah. kind of why I had to go and I had to listen to everything. I got into him back when uh, Born of Osiris and New Rain came out. Uh, and mm. I was reading interviews and reviews and stuff, and they kept saying, you know, Meshuggah influenced, and you hear an interview or whatever, and it's that's all they would talk about, you know. And I didn't understand that whole Born of Osiris thing back then, that whole where they were getting those grooves from and everything. And so I went and looked, and I was like, holy shit, okay, you know, this is totally where they're getting it from, and after the burial and all that kind of Sumerian stuff. And uh, ever since then, see, I heard of them i was just too fucking stupid to go listen to them <laughs> right like i remember hearing the name and being like that sounds fucked up yeah exactly like, i just never listened to them yeah they, they used to talk about that a lot like you would hear slipknot and mishugo and stuff like that and that was what kind of influenced them and you know after the burial all that kind of stuff and and ever since then it's been like a slow thing for me and i and like up until and then like you said stan obs really is the one that pulled mm-hmm. me in fully and ever since then I've, I've been a fan but 
obs in it. Like you said, Colossus, amazing. So so what do you what do you guys think of this one compared to everything else and where are you at with it? I gotta be honest. I have too much shit. I listened to it once today, so my all my reviews are I'm not gonna rate it, I'm not gonna do anything like that. But I mean I enjoyed it. I still think I like Colossus better, but it's just cause I only listened to it once, so I gotta give it more of a chance. Shoddy. Jason, no, you go next. <laughs> well, Shoddy's the one that, that forced this this review into the mix, which I'm okay with because uh, ever since this came out, I've been actually playing this one quite a bit, and it's uh to me it's actually like I think I might like it the best. I don't know yet because it's so new, but for me it's all in the production. I can go into that more, but I I, I think I would probably give this thing like an eight and a half to even maybe a nine. I'm not sure because the last two were so good too, so it's hard to say. Yeah, if I mean, it's that's better the thing or not. Though, just look at this album, dude. Don't look at the don't look at the you know anything before this. Just no, rate I know. this one. They as just had a itself. lot at this point, you know. So it's like, to me, when you've had this many albums, you know, are you doing the same thing? Are you doing? You know what I'm saying? So and that's want, why I want to listen to fucking ten. Because <laughs> like I really don't like. It. It's just fucked up, man. Like it's just a ten. Why? It's from because they do everything that they have been doing, but they somehow managed to, like, take it up a notch. And I didn't think that that was possible, especially with Mashuga. Like, I never thought that they could get... And I'm going to say this, but I'm going to mean it in, like, the most loving and complimentary way, but I never thought they could get more fucked up than they have before. And Mm -hmm. it's just... They've been... Thomas, the drummer, has been releasing videos of him playing along. He did, I believe, uh, Nostrum was the first one that I seen, which... Is fucked. Like, have you listened to that song? Like, have you seen, Mm -hmm. like, the groove that happens in the one part? Like, you've even seen it on his face. Like, he starts fucking smiling. (laughs) Because, like, if they go from, at one point, being in the the, the bowels of hell, and you have no idea what the fuck is happening, and it seems like this is, like, some dissonant garbage, and then two seconds later, it's this fucking groove where, like, it's just a happy, like, let's you know, love life again. Yeah. And it's just that constant roller coaster of being up and down and up and down and then somewhere just in the middle and then being off in purgatory for a couple minutes, back up to, you know, the heavens again. It's just, it's it's musically one of the most pleasing CDs I've got a chance to listen to this year. And that's honestly saying something because I've been trying to think about it and my top 10 list is going to be absolutely fucked because... <laughs> We've been yeah. like golden showered with some of the, I don't know. I just feel like it's a great year for metal. Yeah, and for yeah, this yeah. to stick out that much is just fucked up because it has like, I don't know. The bar was already really, really, really high. And then they just fucking like got on a rocket ship and they're still going. I think you're the target audience too, being that you're a drummer because yeah. this is such a drummer's album. And I think even uh, more, I was reading a lot about this album and in interviews and things like that. And, I guess the uh, Thomas and then the bassist wrote like six out of the ten songs. Yeah, yeah. Together, so it's it's really. I mean, they're always rhythmically based, but some of the songs, a lot of the songs before you you start with guitars or whatever. It's a lot of guitar writing, and this one it's really really driven by the groove section. And like I feel like you can really feel that in a lot of these songs, and so I can totally see why you why I mean why you would totally love it. But by anybody would like it. But I think a drummer would really get into this even more than their past albums. I don't, but like it sounds too, like the fact that they did it live, you can tell. Like, oh god, I went yeah. back from this and then you know to to Colossus, just trying Colossus, to pick Colossus. out the, you know, Colossus. I'm sorry, this too. I'm thinking <laughs> of the fucking X Men, you know that the silver dude, Colossus. Well, I think the song is I am. That's Colossus, who I think the, of yeah. when I 
but whatever. That's just me being an idiot. But I yeah, you know, going back and listening to the the styles of how you know you know the drum set sounds to just the way the band sounds as a whole, and I don't know, it just this one just feels like if the other ones are like eighteen wheelers, this feels <laughs> like it's like three eighteen wheelers glued together. It just yeah. feels more. I don't know. I'm probably not even making sense anymore. People are like, "Fuck this guy!" No, 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 but it's no, just you're totally it's right, a, dude. It's a great album, and yeah. I really, I, I'm having hard times <laughs> getting my thoughts out. I, I definitely got that. It's, a, it's got a lot of potential to grow on me. It just, I, I can't say a lot after one listen, but I did enjoy that one listen. Usually, it takes a while for me to get into something, but yeah. I mean, it took me a couple of listens to fully appreciate this one because it's so complex and and shoddy. Like the biggest thing, like you said, that stood out to me was the production because before this, it's, it sounds very, it's very d- digital. It's very precise. Whereas yeah, and this they one, said you can that tell. it's like almost too perfect. Right. Where like it doesn't that didn't represent them on the yeah. stage. But they honestly said that it was for financial reasons. Like they it's couldn't too. for time and finances couldn't do what they wanted to do. And this is one of the first times. And I think Thomas said it was like some six years that they actually had, you know, time to do this album the way that they wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because he said he's he's the most proud of this one because it's out. You can it's actually all him that you hear on the drums. Where before, you know, he would come up with all that stuff, and then they would most of it would be redoing it digitally. And I mean, yeah. you know, there's a place for that. It's it's kind of what started the whole Gent sound. I mean, if you think of Gent, you hear that digital sound, that periphery, all that kind of stuff. That's they really rely on that technology, kind of technological sound or whatever. But I think that's what's cool about this. They just kind of shed all that and just it sound it sounds way more human. Like you just hear things differently, and it's just that's what stood out to me. Whereas the last two, are, I mean, they're amazing, but this one just had a different feel to it. Where I think I might go back to it, maybe even more than the other two. Yeah. What's a standout for you? We should play. Uh, so Clockworks is amazing. Uh, Born in Dissonance, uh, Ivory Tower, uh, how about, Nostrum, how about Ivory uh, Tower? Stifled. Okay, you but can't one say song, song. I would just say we ha- you you have to do um, <laughs> Nostrum really because we have to do the jam part. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of things to discuss. <laughs> Serpentine Dominion, no, Self-ti- self-titled. Boys. We've been waiting for this for how long? Six years, something like Seven that. Seven years. Seven years. Yeah. 
Holy yeah. shit. I remember getting whiff of this when we were in college. Like, holy shit, did you hear? Like, <laughs> Adam D, Cannibal, or uh, Corpse Grinder. and Yeah, it was like right after Shannon left Black Dahlia Murder. So I guess we should say, too, this is Shannon Lucas, ex-Black Dahlia Murder drummer. We've got George Corpse Grinder Fisher, which should not need any introduction, but no. <laughs> from Cannibal Corpse, if you don't know. And then Adam D from Killswitch and producing many, many albums. And this was like a mind fuck when you hear of this. Like, how the hell is this going to work? Like, kind of thing. And like, Jesse you know, Leach doing ghost vocal writing. Right. Wrote the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing that's Stan. I think that's why it was, we were, like, waiting so long. Because, like, how, how is this going to work and how is this going to actually sound? You know, you got, I don't know exactly what Shannon's doing nowadays, but those are two, two huge bands. Like, how do they even get together? Like, how does this even work? Like, you got to, like, it seems like they got to practice that kind of stuff. Like, all the reasons that you just said are the reasons that this fucking took so long is they couldn't find time, you know, in between the three tours to stop mm-hmm. and sit down and write this. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's been, you know, holding shit up. But, you want to rate this one? A 9.99, a fucking 10. <laughs> <laughs> so two tens for you this week. Two tens for me. These, it's been, a, it's been a lot of wet dreams this week. Jason, music wise, no, uh, I'm going nine and a half. I'm going eight and a half. Oh wow, this guy's fucked. Wow. <laughs> Disrespectful, bro. <laughs> Disrespectful. Well, no, listen. Well, why? Listen, I, I really, really like it. I really like it. I just. A nine is a special number. I mean, I think it's really, really good. I don't think it's perfect, but I think it's fun as hell. So, I mean, I get a lot of fun out of it. But if I'm going to be critical of it, I think it's probably like eight and a half. See, and I agree with you, but I just couldn't because it's not their... I mean, this isn't what, you know, this is their side project. That's the reason why I couldn't be critical about it. Because it's not what... You know what I'm saying? Like, it took them six fucking years to write one goddamn album. We're probably not even going to get another one. Who knows if they're going to tour... Like that, I don't. That's just why I feel like this is just such a bright spot to have these three great minds oh, yeah. together. Don't get me wrong; it, it's great. I, I think it's awesome. It's super I feel fun. I, no, I wasn't. I'm. J- I was more along the lines justifying my ten to yeah. the people out there who are going to be like, "What the fuck is wrong with him?" <laughs> <laughs> I just think when I think of going that number, I'm thinking it's got to be pretty much perfect album. And I think this is really, really good. Is it perfect? Pro- you know, maybe not perfect, but I yeah, mean, I just think uh, yeah, what I think is, is awesome about it. I think is awesome about it is the way that you just you get to hear George in a different way, being that you hear him over Adam's riffs, which he does the death metal thing, but you still hear Adam Adam's riffs. You know, you still hear that more. I know what you mean focus towards melody while he's being heavier, and then you throw in his cleans like going against George's death metal vocals, and it's weird, like. I know this. I mean, you hear that kind of thing in, in music sometimes, but not really like this. It's like you can tell it's George, but it's n- kind of not George. Like <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like it's weird. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I got that vibe. Like I felt his presence the entire time. Well, yeah, he's a, his presence is there, but it's just like it's hard thinking like it's George. Like it just fits. I don't know. I was so. I guess that's why I'm rating it so high because it worked out so well. Like this could have been a. I don't know. You got three powerhouses, but no, see, it could have been a disaster. How, how could it have gone well, like just bad? That would happen In all any the time. way, how could this okay, have gone you, bad? You got Shannon Lucas, which the guy's seriously just fucked. And then you got Adam D, which he's got a very signature sounding the way he writes music and mm-hmm. then you know same kind of with george like he has a way he sings like i it could have been a disaster but 
I think it just came out like perfect. Yeah, and it, and that's I what I'm saying. It. Like it actually has a fresh feel to it, which I didn't. You know, it's almost like hard to, to expect. What genre is this? I've been <laughs> yeah. trying to figure that out for the last week. Like it's yeah. like I know I kind of was thinking like if you're gonna put something on, it's more towards like a. It's more towards a melodic death metal, but it's not though. No, it's it's yeah. not. But it's you know what I mean because it's got it's got I don't know I don't know I, it really doesn't no, fit anywhere nicely. You're right though. It it does have a lot of melodic elements in there, but mm-hmm. it, I yeah, it's not it's not straight death metal. It has some melodic shit, but like yeah, it's just a metal it's, album. It's I feel like though, and it's nothing against. Uh, you know, uh, Shannon or um, fucking Adam. But I feel like if you took a George and you threw him anywhere, you would get this sort of an enigma. You you know what I'm saying? Like if you <laughs> threw him in any band, you, it would just be like George just adds that. He like does. his voice is just, do you know what I'm saying? Like he just cuts through that. I don't know. No, I, I just th- feel like he, I was I've always wondered what he would song. sound like in other bands. Well, I was thinking you know, about like that. how it would affect the band. Well, I know it would sound awesome, but how it would affect, you know, like the way that the other music sounds. What I was going to say was, because I, I seen Suicide Silence, I was listening to the last album where George uh-huh. George does the guest vocals on there. And exact, you're exactly right. Like, I mean, he just lifts that song up to another level when you hear him yeah, come on. It's, yeah, but like Suicide Silent riffs are more towards yeah. George than Adam D's riffs. Right. That's why, I, I don't know. No, I, uh-huh. I know what you're saying, Stan. It's like, it, it's you're, you're right, though, I think, because it's like, it's very close to being something where you wouldn't, it almost couldn't work, but... But he, but he, but Adam puts enough of the death stuff in there. You know what but I mean? Do you guys do you guys think though that it, it's it's just a harder kill switch and George is what's really making it? No, you know, not kill switch like. Because I've been trying to, I've been like picking apart Adam's riffs and like it's it hardly has a kill switch feel to me. Like some of the melodies do. Oh, for sure. I don't think so either. I just have you know heard. A- little bits of it out there like oh, it's just a harder kill switch yeah i mean but, even like, like I, I don't think that way no. seriously the intro song when actually oh, after the cool. acoustics it like i i was like shocked of like what adam's doing because like i could kind of you almost kind of when you hear the acoustic you're kind of like oh i know what he's gonna do next <laughs> yeah. kind of but no right. and then he just like throws a curveball at you yeah he really does and it's cool i literally leaves in good and then i don't know i my favorites might still be vengeance that first, the first single they released, and the first song yeah. on there after the intro, like it leads right into that one. I think to me that one's like the perfect storm. It's got those gang vocal chants in there, that really like sounds fresh when you mix that in with George's death metal vocals and everything. So I think that's still my favorite. But then you get those songs too, where where you do get Adam's cleans in there. Yeah, and, being uh, pushed onto these, fucking yeah. awesome. Oh, 
lot to it. I mean, even the songs without Adam's cleans are all pretty mm-hmm. pretty badass. You know, they're a little more straightforward. Yeah. But I think the ones where it really just all comes together, I think, is where you add in the add in the cleans too. I will say though that uh, Shannon is, and his drums are a little lackluster. I don't really find. I mean, they're spot on, and he's a fucking metronome. But I just don't. I don't know. I mean, I feel I don't know if he just didn't want to detract from what was going on, and if he was just meant to be the solid backbone there against you know the other fucked up shit that's happening. But I don't know. I just feel like that's kind of why you didn't tell me that it was Shannon. Then I wouldn't have known. Like I wouldn't have been like, oh, that's Shannon Lucas. That's kind of why I kind of brought it down a half. I would might be with you with the whole 10 thing. And then you you said that to us the other day, like something about Shannon's drumming and you actually pick it apart. And it's like, but it's it's just solid, but like it's not. You're kind of right. That makes me go. Hmm. That's fucking Shannon. Lucas. No, exactly. Hmm. But. He, you're right, though. He does just provides a solid backbone, and he does whatever just works like perfectly. Yeah. See, you know. but I guess if we are though going to say, like you just said, if we are going to like not what he wrote for those songs is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Like the way that he commands himself and he accents what you know fucking um, Adam is doing mm-hmm. is great. It just doesn't. I just I don't know. We think Maybe of Shannon and Black Dahlia, though. That's the mm-hmm. thing. That's the exactly, problem. Exactly, exactly. And he's right. such a presence in that band, or was such a presence in that band, that maybe we're just expecting too much of him. Maybe it's, you know, he's more of a studio drummer now, and I think he did these in like three days, you know. It's just kind of, he probably just put and down what was needed. I mean, you could, I, I could feel him in the speed and all that, but I guess I didn't play, pay too much attention to it, which means but it, Jay, it probably wasn't anything it, crazy. He, it, it sounds like a studio drummer. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah, and I know that that's what he's doing now. So, I, I mean, Shannon, I love you. It's nothing against you. I just, I was just expecting something more fucked from you, but you're great. Mm-hmm. I get it. I yeah. do want, I want, I want to talk about, okay, George, for a second. Like, this guy's so badass. All they have to do is, like, you give him lyrics. He just comes out, flies out for, what, three days, <laughs> records them, just makes a badass. Like, I don't know. It's like, it kind of seems like I was watching some documentaries about them, and he talks about how he practices, like, once a week with the guys when, like, Cannibal practices, like, four times a week. He just shows oh, yeah. up. They just respect He's... that. He has nothing for the bands. <laughs> He's just so badass. They just let him, like, be. Like, I don't know. So, hey, so get this. This motherfucker had seven years to write lyrics, and he wanted to. He's like, you know, lyrics. Have never really been my thing, but like I wanted to give it a try, and he couldn't fucking do it because he just couldn't put anything together in seven years. So that's why you know Jesse had to step in. But right, yeah, he's I, never he's, he's just, never written anything before. No, yeah, he really lay off, hasn't. Lay off I mean, George. He's fucking <laughs> just lay off him, Shotty. No, there's no. No, a, when you have a voice like that, you don't need to write anything. No, People you don't. Worship you, bow at your feet, and hand you the fucking lyrics. There's not you a lot of front man out there though. Thing. Like that, though. You could just, like, hey, just come out and sing with us. Like, you know, there's just respect right there. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't read anything about this album. They did it in three days. No. No, oh. some parts. Like, Adam yeah. spent a uh, lot of time on it from what yeah. I heard. Well, well, yeah, Adam, but like, George, Shannon, I think they had three days. Sh- like, over George and Shannon did their shit in three days. George, like, a little longer, but it was still pretty brief. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's fucked, man. Yeah, George, he said George was just professional as hell. It came out and just <laughs> nailed it down. Pretty quick, and and he did. And Adam spent a lot of time on. He said, he said, they somebody asked him like how he felt about the album, and the only thing he didn't, he wasn't extremely totally satisfied with, was he thought the production could have been. He he thought he could have got it sounding even heavier. He said, and a little cleaner. 
See, I didn't pick up on like me neither. It's yeah, pretty no, hard hitting and it's pretty that. clean. Yeah, same here. I, I don't know that it needs any more of that, but maybe he had something in mind. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I thought production was great. I thought yeah, I thought it was fucking awesome. I just honestly, I just wished that the the album was longer. They have like that one prelude in there it is and short. then the intro. Twenty six so, minutes. I mean, it's I think. really only. I mean. What a good fucking seven songs long. Yeah, it's like twenty six minutes. Yeah, but I kind of yeah, like only, that. I mean, I guess yeah, I just need to drop it down to maybe a, a nine and a half or a nine point nine nine, like I said originally. <laughs> but. No, it's good. I mean, yeah, I could use one more song or something like that. But I, I kind of like how it's just quick and it's over, but it's it leaves you kind of wanting to go back. They're to like, it. hey, yeah. we said we we're gonna do this. We did this. Like, get the you know, get off our asses. <laughs> yeah, like, it's you know. fucking Haley's comet <laughs> flying over us. We're all just like, oh my god, yeah. and then it's gone. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's really good. I can't recommend it enough. I mean, if you want a fun listen, and I think it kind of could serve you, even if you're not like that into death metal or you never even listened to Cannibal Corpse, this could be like a good entry point, like oh, a gateway yeah. drug, because oh, sure. it's way more accessible sure. than Cannibal, you know? And if you like Kill Switch and stuff, you know, you might be able to latch on to this a little bit, because mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it's got a little yeah, more and things I mean, to it. Real quick, to go back to the lyrics, it's not, I mean, like, it doesn't go to the Cannibal route with the, the gruesome shit. Um, It's, you know, it's... Yeah. No, uh, I would say that they're purposeful lyrics. I mean, I don't know exactly what Jesse was writing about, but I just know that it's not yes. if that detracted you, you know, the the brutality. You are not going to get any of that here. Even no. though George is at the the head of the you know the ship. Yeah, they said it was all about like just cultural Political things. injustice yeah. and shit stuff Anything. that's going on right now. The government. Yeah, corruption basically and corruption religion, exactly politics life. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah, I think good, George good said that uh, he just didn't want any pro-religious crap because he ain't about that anyway. And he it's just more about getting revenge against corrupt motherfuckers and shit like that. And that was a direct quote. Oh, he's the best. He is the best. I'm going to write him in on the ballot for the fucking presidential nomination. Well, I think we're all under agreeance. Like, Adam, you did redeem yourself after that Kill Switch album this yeah. year. So, nice job. But I think it's time... Let's do a little uh, horror-themed songs right now. Well, happy Halloween, boys. <laughs> yeah, happy, yeah Halloween. happy Halloween, boys. So uh, <laughs> this is our first ever hol- or holiday-themed episode. Yeah, we might have to do a Christmas metal. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. <laughs> no. But this one's it's this pretty, is the most metal holiday of all. Pretty fun. Metal. I mean, Halloween is the most metal of all, for sure. Yeah, so I guess what we're doing, it's uh, Halloween slash horror slash... Anything like evil. However like, you can celebrate Halloween with metal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever you want to play coming up to it. Exactly. Exactly. So, I guess let's get right into it, though. For those Stan the Man fans out there that enjoyed Stan's stories uh, from the... What is it, Battle Songs? Battle, yeah. battle yeah. Songs. Yeah, he kind of wrote a novel for that one. We put a request in to get a, like a... Kind of a horror. Yeah, they they've been bugging me the last couple of days <laughs> to do another story, so I tried to get something going. I, you know, I got kind of a little th- thrasher film that's gonna happen today. Slasher? Thra- or yeah, slasher. That's what I mean. <laughs> thrasher. Okay. Yeah, I've just been metal on my head the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I kind of want to hear this. Are you gonna start us off? No, I want someone else to start it off, and then I'll get. I'll Shaw, right you in. go, because I kind of want to see what you have, so I don't play the same bands. Because I got a list of like thirty, and I know you have less. Okay. Um, so when we, you know, when this topic was thrown out, the first thing that came to my mind was a music video, The Day the Dead Walked by Six <laughs> Feet Under. That, that was the only thing, or I mean, I have more, but the, I mean, I had a hard time not thinking about that when I thought of Halloween. 
my dream Halloween costume would be green face paint with fucking dreadlocks that went down to my ass just going, I want to eat your brains. Just running around fucking terrorizing people. Like that video, Dude, that video is you amazing. know, it has everything Halloween. You know, the hacking the body, eating the fucking zombie, zombie coming alive and then going after you again. It's just, it's the perfect song to encompass the spirits of the holidays. Well, here we go with it then. Six Feet Under songs written down, but they were all Haunted Era. Okay, yeah. That's all I was thinking, too, but that one... Okay. That one's really I mean, eerie I mean, like, sounding. Lycanthropy came to mind, too. Yeah. yeah. Lycanthropy, I did on the groove one, so I didn't want to do it. Still Alive was the one I was going to play. Yeah. George, I mean, I'm sorry, not George. Whoops. Chris. Yeah, oh, hey, hey. yeah, yeah, yeah. Barnes, he's just... I'm, I'm Haunted, I think he's just at his pinnacle. Like, he just sounds so good, and then I think I like the band best there. And, and I mean, that whole album you could play on Halloween, but there's so many... Basically, any Six Feet Under album you could play on Halloween, it's going to be badass. That was a good pick, though, yeah. not besides like the lyrics and like the, you know, what the song's about. Like, that, just mm-hmm. a, it's an eerie rift, like that it starting is. like double picking. Like, it's just eerie. I don't know. Yep. Oh, for sure. I had it written but down, wait, too. What's wrong with the lyrics of that song? No, I'm just saying, like, putting that aside, like, that's just an eerie song music-wise, oh, too. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, it's yeah, okay, it's okay, like okay, a perfect okay. Halloween. Yeah, then you add the lyrics and it puts it over the edge. <laughs> okay, I guess, well, let's start my journey. Okay, so, you know, normal movies, they start out, you know, gotta have a nice, like, opening, like, uh, opening. So, this is my uh, opening credit song, and, you know, kind of like, this This story's gonna be based off of, like, a camp. I figure a camp's a good site. So this is kind of like Friday the 13th, kind of? Yeah, you know, influencers of that, okay. Sleepaway Camp, you oh, know, yeah. stuff like that, so. Oh, yeah. This is an opening credits song. You know, you get a nice view of the camp. <laughs>
music fades out and then it fades <laughs> out into the like uh well we'll, we'll continue jason <laughs> wait tell, tell me what that was dan oh that was uh emperor the wanderer off of anthems of the welk dude i knew that was really familiar i was like yeah. what is what is that song it I- could be also a good i, I was throwing it between that and like a closing credits but i found something better for closing so <laughs> yeah yeah no both of those both i mean that one and then wow god what can you think of the name before the album before that one uh i know what you're talking night side eclipse yeah. um both i mean both of those could be really good just october albums to throw yeah. on too you know what i mean black metal is definitely a good yeah. thing for this time of the year that was good that was solid all right i'm gonna start off strong with right to uh something that you could play this whole album it is Acid Witch. Have you guys ever heard of Acid Witch? I've heard of them. They're a deathy, doom, yeah. psychedelic kind of band from Michigan, actually. They've got two albums, and both of them are just totally Halloween albums. They've got interludes and in so- and, and parts that sound like John Carpenter, like Halloween kind of keys and bells that just go with it. So this one's called October 31st. just evil <laughs> the leads are kind of cool like it got a weird feel to them like it's real doomy but yet those vocals are so like real evil but then it's got like almost like a oh man i don't know what to put in black sabbathy kind of yeah old school yeah and i'm not a big doom, doom metal fan but i think those vocals make it like okay <laughs> yeah the vocals are over the top like if you, you might not some people might not be into that but if you kind of get used to it a little bit Super just eerie album, full on. Both albums, you could just literally play the whole thing. And it's just, they've got, they don't take themselves seriously either. They've got songs like Witch's Tits and like, (laughs) I don't know, just all over the place, but really good stuff. So that's my first pick. Uh, Shoddy. Uh, So when are we going to break the the Cannibal Corpse ice? (laughs) Should we just do that now and get that out of the way or should we save that? No, go right for it. Because I feel like that entire discography, as well, you know, like Six Feet Under is dedicated to you know halloween yeah you could i mean they fucking that's all they're writing about is gruesome shit that's happening zombies or killings mass murders i mean look at half of their you know uh dormant bodies bursting stabbed in the throat what is it 
bound and gagged. Like, I mean, you could fucking Pit of devoured by vermin. We could keep going. Make them suffer. All songs that can be related to Halloween. What song do you want from them? I don't know. That's a hard one. I was going to ask if, if you guys had any that we could, you know, make a, a consensus about. I would say Evisceration Plague or Pit of Zombies. I, I, I think I Pit of Zombies is real good. <laughs> okay, we'll do that one. Zombies, you can't go wrong with that. Any cannibal song works, but talking about a, falling into a pit of zombies and dying, I mean, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, it's really, though, a testament to them when you could just fucking throw any of the songs on and, you know, it could just fit right into Halloween. I want to make a fucking haunted house, and I'm just going to play that. You don't need any other horror music. That'd be sweet. And just then do play like, that in the background. Do like the People album cover. Like, what the fuck is going on? Each album cover in each room, like, reenacted, kind of. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> oh. How instead of House of a Thousand Corpses, the House of Cannibal Corpse, and then each room would be fucking dedicated to a different album. You go through it and you're fucking, oh, dude, that'd be sweet, dude. We need to get licensing. We need to talk to George, and we need to get this fucking happening. <laughs> Emails are being sent right now. Stan, I want to. What's going on with this the story okay, here? So we just had the opening credits. You know, you got a first scene. You got to kind of know about what the hell the movie's about. So you know, I figured campfire. You know, they, you know, people are doing stories and all this stuff, and uh, <laughs> talking about like a local local teenage killer. <laughs> I I don't know. He had some problems in life. I don't know. He was teased. You know, probably I don't know something stupid like maybe he didn't have a middle name or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, you know, the, the teased kid. You know, so he's gonna grow up and be a little fucked in the head. So you know, I'm telling stories story talk so you know the next day you know they're at camp they're having fun you know so they're doing activities i don't know what they kind of do badminton or whatever <laughs> but uh yeah they're just doing activities so this is kind of the activity song you know can't I'll wait just pl- i'll just play it <laughs>
know, so this is like the song, like, you know, everyone's having fun. You know, they're doing whatever, playing badminton. I don't know what the kids do at camp. But, you know, <laughs> there's also at the same time, there's someone watching over them. <laughs> oh, okay. So this, this song's called The Lurking Field by RuPaulsian. <laughs> you know, another ba- a grindcore band from... Uh, Michigan, actually. Michigan, yeah. Yeah. So you know, yeah, the lurking fear. I like that, Stan. Yeah. This is, I want uh, to be on the edge of my seat here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of got the POV shot right now, like the killers in the woods. Yeah, he's just like watching everyone. Everyone's having fun, you know, just being him, kids, no. you know, listen to heavy metal, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they don't know what's coming. Yeah, exactly. They know what's coming. All right, my next one. This has been my go-to, uh, one of my go-to Halloween albums for a while now. The Devil Wears Prada, the Zombie EP. Oh, it's great. Now, it's funny because I never liked Devil Wears Prada before this EP. I just never liked their auto-tune vocals and all that BS. And then along comes the Zombie EP, and I hear that they wrote a heavier album. There's really no cleans barely in it. There's no auto-tune bullshit. And it's all about Zombie Outbreak, which, if you know me, I'm a big horror movie fan. I, I grab gravitated right to it. And the whole thing is amazing. It's got chainsaw effects. It's got everything. And it's just like five killer songs that are just hardcore influence good good riffs throughout it so i'm gonna play outnumbered a little bit of that one the virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly at this point in time we know of only one method of killing the creatures to destroy the brain be on the guard of any loved ones who may have recently been in any sort of contact with the infected and if you find yourself in a threatened position, please do not hesitate to act. Again, this is, this is not a test. This is not a joke. We as a species are overwhelmed. We are outnumbered. such a badass ep it is the riffs in it are so damn good like it's just musically like perfect like it's perfect metalcore yeah it really is and it's cool because it's only five five or six songs i mean it's just I, exactly what you need don't quote me about i believe the one guitarist like wrote the whole thing i like, got a computer and we just wanted like a really? heavy ass like hitting ep i remember him saying he was listening to a lot of hate breed during it oh yeah and they tune down lower than they normally do yeah yeah f the the cleaner stuff and just mm-hmm. go hard on this one yeah. yeah, it's still my favorite favorite run from them. They've put out some good stuff after this that yeah. I've gotten more into since they kind of went harder. But this is still my the one CD from them that 
I always go mm-hmm. to first. What's your pick, Shad? All right, so it's the uh, a song off of the Casey Strain album, Death is the Only Mortal. Ooh. And it's that, that song, Doomblade, the first track on the album, always just made me think of, like, Halloween. That's a good pick. It has that, like, ominous star, and then it's that voice recording from, I yeah. think it's one of the, I think it's, like, one of the Manson family. Nice. Yeah, like her calling, you know, saying that she killed her entire family, like send the police. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah, if it was yeah, the yeah, mom yeah. or whatever, but it's just awesome. So, I thought you were going to go with The Hills Have Eyes. No, see, I <laughs> was going to pull that one out, but it doesn't have that. It's, I mean, yeah, yeah it's that, just the lyrics and the title. I mean, it has the, you know, the Halloween feel, but it doesn't have that, like, ominous tone to it. Like, the beginning of this song could be, like, used in a horror movie. Not that right. The Hills Have Eyes couldn't, but, like, it just has that you know, real horror movie film. South Hartford 911, what is your emergency? Three. Three people. Three people. Ma'am, what's the problem? Are you injured? Three people. Three people are dead. Did you say dead? Yeah, dude, like I'm jealous of that pick. That's a really good song. Genius. Thank you, boys. Yeah, Thank you. That's my favorite Acacia Strain album by far. So yeah, ominous. I will agree with you on that as well. So ominous. Yeah, that was sweet, dude. All right. Um. So back to you know kids having fun. You know what? What? You know kids having fun, but there's always gonna be like a boy girl jealous. You know, <laughs> you know bored, whatever. So what are they gonna do? They're gonna go off into the you know woods. They're gonna go bang. You know, <laughs> so you know yeah, girls. Summer camp slasher, of course. You'll hear the intro. You'll hear the guy walking up, and then when it just starts hitting. That's when the the guy gets stabbed. The girl realizes what the hell's going on. Jumps off of him, starts running. So <laughs> here it is, the next song. <laughs>
Yeah, just when I that hard hitting, like she she just realized what the hell happened. Her boyfriend just died. You know, she's just booking it back to camp, just trying to warn others. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see where you're going there. So yeah. that little intro there, the guy was yeah, coming up, creeping just like up, lurking. You know, yeah, yeah. you got a real cinematic eye. Yeah. I just want to know what happens next. <laughs> You'll wait. Just wait. <laughs> now. <laughs> All right. Uh, my next pick is uh, like Stan, where you kind of went with this with a little bit of the black metal. Mine is uh, Cradle of Filth, Ooh. Dusk, and Her Embrace. The only, really, the only album I ever got into by these guys before they kind of they went in some different directions. But this album, this whole album, you could just listen to it all October. The other day, it was really foggy out. I'm driving around in the morning, and it was like the perfect time. It's like the most atmospheric CD. It's got like a gothic tinge to it. You know, it's got your, your normal black metal feel, but then it's got this gothic edge to it with the lyrics and just the sound and the effects. So this one, yeah, you could just throw on any time in October. So this one's called Heaven Torn Asunder. Oh yeah, I felt it. Yeah, <laughs> it's got the atmosphere, right? Never really got into that band, but seeing this this whole album, Dusk and Her Embrace, just throw it on okay. anytime this month. I mean, it's solid. I think you'd like it. It's got a lot of cool riffs in it. Yeah. Actually, they're a very different band. Yeah, it's not your traditional black metal. No, that's no. for sure. You know what I mean? They, they really add in a lot of that gothic stuff, which makes it to me. I like that. I, mm-hmm. I, I like what they do. But a lot of the later stuff, not so much. But this album, all the way, Shotty. Well, boys, I'm going to really date myself here with this next one. It's fucking Sporadic Movement off oh, Can't Kill Yourself, 2002 album, Infiltrate, Destroy, Rebuild.
I had Welcome to Hellview or Escape from Hellview on here. Did you see? I struggled <laughs> between the two of them, and I just thought sporadic movement was more of just the killer is just fucking raining havoc on everybody <laughs> he sees. It's kind of like, you remember the Freddy vs. Jason movie? You know when he's in the corn scene and he's just fucking throwing people <laughs> around? I don't know why that scene stuck out. I guess because it's maybe one of the only ones where like the killer is just going ape shit on people. But yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's Escape from Hellview is great too because you're trying to get the fuck out. The but... lyrics in that are just so on point. Every Halloween yeah. I play that album. Oh yeah, it is. It really is. God, that just brought back so many memories. <laughs> that was our childhood. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> CKY jackass. There's so many okay. songs on that too. We got Shock and Terror, Escape from Hellview, Sink of the Underground. I know, man. It's like it really is. They're playing with that whole theme because they, the I mean, they loved it. So I mean, they're called Camp Kill Yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that was that was the mo of the band. Ninety six, quite bitter beans. I mean, that mm-hmm. song itself. All right. So. Sorry to leave you guys on a cliffhanger, but so that girl just got, she just got away just in time, got back to camp, but guess what? The killer was faster. So <laughs> everyone just, everyone's warned, but they know what's coming. He's there. So this is kind of the song, you know, we got people running all over, you know, trying their hardest, but this guy's just walking at a normal pace. He's just like, and he's just still just massacre after massacre. <laughs> That's Slow what, pace. I yeah. like that. He's not running though. band needs no introduction but that's obituary (laughs) (laughs) slowly we rot (laughs) and if you listen to the song a little bit more you know it gets a little bit more a little bit faster happier you know maybe there's hope when that solo comes in so we'll leave it at that (laughs) (laughs) yeah because you still have what you probably have a final girl that's still still around right now right well wait just wait i'm just saying not everybody's dead yet yeah no not everyone no there's massacre happening but not everyone still you gotta have a girl alive still i mean this is the 80s yep (laughs) all right i can't have a howling mix without putting ghost on so um i mean any ghost album will do basically any ghost song will do i'm gonna go with ritual a lot of people pick this one but it's because it's just awesome it's catchy and it's got good lyrics to it i was gonna go with year zero which is basically singing about the antichrist coming singing the devil's name in different languages and everything a chant this is this one's got a little just a little more of a song feel to it so here's ritual Oh 
never liked that band. They creeped the hell out of me. Like, <laughs> but I always did like that song. Ritual. It's a, yeah, it's a good song. It's catchy as hell. <laughs> yeah. I still think if you gave him some time, Stan, when you could get into. I him. know. <laughs> I just seen him live way back in the day, and it just kind of freaked me out. <laughs> yeah, no, perfect, dude. It was though. like I and I was like 23. Like, yeah, it was just creepy still. That's the thing though. They're so good at doing that creepy thing, man. It's just yeah. like Halloween for sure. It's awesome. I would have like went a little bit lower on that age, bro. We're in college. I don't know. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, you're saying you would have went a little? <laughs> yeah, like I was 19. No, I was like 23. Like anyway, yeah, like 24 is still creeping me out. <laughs> uh, Jody, uh, is it my turn? Yep. Uh, so I have a Black Dahlia song. Moonlight Equilibrium. Yeah, you have to because you, know, you weren't going to. The, gonna, the, the process of you know fucking transforming <laughs> once it comes out. Transform into a werewolf, to be exact. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. I mean, what? No, a fucking penis. <laughs> yeah, the video makes it awesome. Oh, I do. Oh my, that's exact. That's the that's the main reason why. I mean, you could pick some. What a horrible night to have a curse. So many Black oh, Dahlia yeah. songs have that horror theme to them, but Moonlight Equilibrium gave us the video, mm-hmm. and. It's just, it's perfect. Even the last album, Abysmal, has the fog. That one's about it, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, fucking Ritual had a bunch of shit. The the grave robbers. Let's just not get too into it right now. No, but but, but I was kind of, there's a lot of things I was going with full albums on. And, like, that last one I talked about, Cradle of Filth, full album. Ritual, that'd be, like, my full album for BDM to listen to on Halloween. Just because they all have the lyrics, you know what I mean? But Ritual really gets on the atmosphere. I Mm-hmm. They took it, you know, just a, a tiny step, you know, yep. more with the whole theme. It's for just that more album. eerie and dark. Yeah, very dark. Yeah, Moonlight Equilibrium for sure. So, uh, yeah, massacres happening at this campsite. You know, everyone's running around, you know, a lot of people hanging out of the pond <laughs> by the docks and everything. And this, the killer got a little, he got a, got a little cocky, you know, got a little stupid. You know, he's hanging out by a dock, probably can't swim, I don't know. But uh, this girl comes just out of nowhere. She's lurking under the dock, just comes up, jumps up, you know, and just stabs him in the back, throws him in the pond. She got one clean shot. 
So, you know, everyone thinks everything's fine. You know, killers, it's fine. She survived. Everything's fine. Well, it's then not. you see, like, bubbles in the water, <laughs> and you just see some you just see some metal horns come up out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's, that's it. Yeah, he thought he was gone, but he's not. So this is the song that just ends off the whole <laughs> series, you know, kind of leaving you hanging. Just he's still out there. <laughs> So just the ending credits, you know, it just leaves it at just metal horns and then the camera just like goes into the abyss like you don't know what's coming. So maybe there's part two sometime in the <laughs> future. Was that? that was uh Dark Throne, Transylvania Hunger. Oh nice. Transylvania yeah. Hunger, that's yep. perfect. <laughs> All right. I've got so many to pick from. I'm gonna do uh er yeah, okay. I've got Morbid Angel, Altars of Madness. Yeah. The song is Chapel of Ghouls. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. That band, I always put them on the back burner, like when it comes to death metal. But like, they are so fucking good. That see, I, I don't know what it's been lately. I've been listening to them a bunch, and then I heard that I was like, oh, that's perfect for the Halloween episode. Dude, that, that guitarist is just fucked. Trey, oh, oh my god. god! But that the whole album doesn't really isn't really like Halloween based, you know. But no, that one right there, that's all right like there. Satan. Like. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But anyways, Shotty, what else do you have? Uh, um, a, a couple, you know, a little bit ago, I got into Gorguts. Yeah, Ooh. I hope I'm saying that appropriately yeah, yeah. or correctly. Fucking the album "Considered Dead" had a bunch of guest vocals with Sir Christopher Barnes, and one that stuck out was <laughs> really? "Bodily Corrupted." Hmm. Oh, nice! 
Yeah, so we got Barnes, Gorguts, Bodily Corrupted. I mean, in it, they have that whole... I mean, their album art, you know, it's it's dark. It's mm-hmm. it, it reminds me of Halloween. I mean, I think Considered Dead's album art's like of a crypt with a tomb in the middle of it. So it just looks the part and the song gives you that feel as well. must say that is the biggest curveball that's ever been thrown in this podcast history shoddy playing an old school death metal like <laughs> yeah that is crazy i'm like mind blown right now that was sweet i i try to surprise you guys yeah. every once you, in a you while do. you did it man I, I got into the last album quite a bit from 2016 that's actually pretty good too dude they have so much shit it's been hard for me like that one's got a sweet ass cover though you're right <laughs> that's honestly how i picked which one i was gonna listen to <laughs> i was like which album art do i like the most because dude it's fucked like what do you Oh yeah, they've been around forever, and they're so damn good. It's like, where do you start? What do you do? You gotta start somewhere. Yeah, well, yep, exactly. Stan, you said you got one more backup. Yeah, I got one. I got one more. It has nothing to do with the story. It's just this is uh, one of the baddest ass songs, and I feel like it's just got an eerie Halloween feel. And it just obviously the beginning is from some famous Halloween movie, so. Classic. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I have that on my on my mouth. In Hollywood. case anyone out there doesn't know that that's possessed seven churches and the exorcist hell yeah it's just listen to that album Dude, I love eerie that. as fuck <laughs> i love that i love and then that the, song that the bells at the start just that makes it just like oh it pumps you up so much i love how so many of the 80s death metal stuff and the 90s stuff like they throw in those horror movie samples yeah. oh yeah in tomb doing it with the suspiria song yeah. and left hand path and then them doing it with that. there's so many different samples like that it just adds to it well that wraps up uh 
Halloween episode. Next yeah, we got. If you uh, are out there with your little hellions and your trick or treating, <laughs> be safe and fucking take as much candy as you can. <laughs> exactly. I think that's uh it. Hit us up on uh, iTunes for our one year anniversary. Yeah, give us a gift or a, re- a review. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and again, we love you all and we thank you all for listening to us. Yes. So this has been another episode of Into the Combine. I am Stan the Man. Jason. Shoddy. Stay you metal. You guys fucking stay metal. You can't snake it, you motherfucker. Right. I'm talking. All right, we're going to leave you with this last track from the king of Halloween, the king himself, <laughs> King Diamond. <laughs>